0: Back to uh, light the fight. We've got another DM coming up just for you. And actually, this particular DM, and we've mentioned this before, sometimes
1: it's a hodgepodge.
0: It's a hodgepodge, Yeah, we get well. Actually, it's not hodgepodge because it's like not a bunch of different things. It's a Here bunch of go. different. we you get too
1: literal? I think everybody knew what I was talking about. So it's technically like a quasi potluck, but it's a themed potluck. Uh,
0: all right. So just to clarify, what hodgepodge <laughs> is for Dave is that a whole bunch of people have talked to us about this issue, and those whole bunch of people have been teenagers. Mm. So these have this has been the, the opposite direction. This is going upstream. <laughs> so it's not – usually we have messages from parents about kids, and this time this is a message from teens to parents. That's right. So I'm glad that teenagers are starting to recognize – our, um, our influence over their parents.
1: So <laughs> tell them what's the basis of these questions.
0: Okay, so this time of year, um, and in the US, this the school year has kind of transitioned into summer, and summer is super short, and we're back at school. So that what that means is particularly for seniors, graduating seniors, kids who um, are older in their high school career and young in their college career, everybody who's anybody is asking them the same question. So if they're going to church, if they're going to the doctor, if they're getting a haircut, if they're trying on shoes at Journey, people are asking them, so.
1: That sounds like a personal reference right there, trying on shoes at Journey. (laughs) Now mind you guys, she has a teenage daughter and <laughs> this question came from not just some of our listeners but also from
0: From the daughter. teenage daughter, yeah. yeah, she's getting it. My missionary's getting it and mm. he's not even home. Yeah. Um, so what are you gonna do next? What are you gonna do now? So I had kind of a group of teenagers and they're not they're just barely seniors at the house. And they were like, oh my gosh, can nobody even ask me about any other subject? It's like, and you know, as parents, do you ever find that you're just slightly intimidated of the teenagers? Like, I think that's a real thing. I think teenagers are intimidated adults, of the adults. Uh, yeah,
1: adults are scared to death of and teenagers. And
0: it's like boys and girls <laughs> in the fourth grade. Yeah. Honestly, we, we look at each other and we think they're kind of cute, but we don't know how to talk to them. And so it's an issue like we think that the teenagers are super cool and the teenagers don't think that we even notice them and, and actually, we all wanna be friends. And so I think as adults, we, we default to that question. So what are you gonna do after high school? Or what are you gonna do next? Or what are you gonna do next year? Where are you gonna work? What are you gonna study? And basically, we got to refer maybe back to the questions and statements thing and, and I'll kind of let David um, have at this but teenagers we have to stop pelting them with questions about their future there's nothing that is more shame triggering activating than um, asking them all these questions and, and in fact I said to Quincy why don't you just come up with a response and whether it's true or not, you can just give that to everybody. You don't have to think about it. don't even have to get upset about it. You just say, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And people are like, oh my gosh, great. And then they have, you know, they checked all the boxes. The real answer is that we got to come up with different things to talk teenagers about. <laughs> so what do you think they should do, Dave? What do you think parents should do and adults, every adult on the planet, should do when they encounter somebody between the age of 17 and 21?
1: Well, okay, now we have two questions because originally the question was coming from teenagers. What should teenagers do? And now you're saying oh. what
0: your parents do. So I can, I
1: can answer both. Okay. Um, first of all, with parents, if you want to be cool with teenagers, I'm, if you don't believe me, just try it. I, I preach this all day, every day to parents all the time.
0: Everybody listen to this. Just listen for once.
1: Do not start off with asking them ice-breaking questions. Start off with making confident, a little swaggerish statements. So for example, if you want a teenager to like you, don't go, so uh, so, what are you planning now you your senior year? What are you planning to be doing? Most of the time you'll have a teenager say, oh, well, you know, I'm planning to do this. And, and they want to talk about themselves, right? So, but if they don't know what, they're going to be doing they may be a little nervous by it they may or you may just catch them in a weird teenage mode and you're trying to ask them a question and they look at you it's like uh i don't know and then you're like oh man i'm not cool like the teenager didn't want to talk to me because parents and adults we can get you know our feelings hurt if teenagers show disinterest and even want to have a conversation with us so always start off with confident borderline cocky like little statements and, and here's how it sound like You see a teenager, family member, Saturday barbecue.
0: Don't mention the holes in their jeans. I'm going to start with that.
1: Don't don't try to be cool. Don't try. (laughs) Just especially if, like, I can get away with saying stuff because I talk to teenagers all the time. I know what jokes have a high probability landing on the mark and what jokes that I want to say, but it doesn't work, right? So, like, my brain was like, oh, that'd be funny. But then I'm like, nah, enough teenagers – didn't laugh I mean, at that think last I, time I did I think it. I
0: saw it on Twitter that it was like you know worst part of going to a family a family get together is them asking me if I don't have enough money for Jeans that aren't holy or what, whatever, something like that.
1: Yeah, a lot of adults, they try to be smart asses, like, take like little shots and they think it's funny, but they're making fun of the teenager. Right, so it's you're not paying really more funny. for
0: those holy jeans. They yeah. don't even get it.
1: They have no idea. Or they're like, oh, you guys are funny with your little fashion statements. It's like, okay, well, let's pull up when you're a kid and show me that mullet, boy. Let me see that thing. You still got it. I know you had it as a teenager because you're still rocking it today. <laughs> so getting back to the parents, if you want street credit with the teenager, You walk up to them, especially at a family gathering like that, say, hey, if I were you, I'd probably get tired of people asking me all the time, what am I doing for my senior senior year, and asking all these questions. So I'm only going to tell you one thing. Whatever you do, enjoy it, take your time, and have fun. Period. That right there, the worst thing that a teenager could say back to you is, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, it's true. Like, it is going by so fast. It's like, it's crazy. Like summer just started last week, but now it's a month into it. Then they just start talking. Yeah. They get to pick and choose the direction. You have no idea what the intent of someone that's older than you and what they're gonna say. Sometimes people are smartasses. Sometimes people go, oh, yeah. So uh, you finally figured out what you're gonna do with your life for your senior year. That could be the <laughs> uncle. Who always was listening to you say, well, when I was a freshman, I'm going to do this. And every year you changed what you said you're going to do for a living in your career. Or
0: when you were eight, you listed off the four kids that and what they were going to be named and who you were going to marry.
1: Trust me, adults <laughs> listening to this, just because you're teenagers or teenagers out there, do not admit that they've changed the path of their entire life 30 times. <laughs> And each time they swore to Jesus that this is what was going to happen. And they are promise you they're going to be, you know, archaeologists working on, you know, the new stuff they found at uh, Teotihuacan, Khan. And and then two weeks later, you see them. It's like, well, I decided to go to Stanford Law. Like, really? You're a freshman in high school. How'd you get into Stanford Law already? (laughs) You know, they're going to tell you these huge things over the top. But they paint themselves into a corner as they get older, and that's why teenagers are scared before their senior year is because now they're old enough to know that they were just talking trash. They had no idea what they're going to do with their life. They've been telling all the adults their entire life, well, I'm an adult. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Now they're close to being an adult, and they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to afford to do it, and I'm scared to death, but I don't want to look like I'm a hypocrite. So take all the, the tension away. And I used one example of a statement. Other example could be something simple as like, hey, you know what? I'm senior in a while, man. Like you're gonna be a senior this year. I just wanna let you know, man. I hope you have a fun senior. You know, sometimes it can be fun, but sometimes it can be really stressful because you're expected to know what you want to do with your life and all stuff happens. Just whatever you do or whatever you're gonna do, I'm sure you're gonna be great at it. They're going to have a natural conversation and talk, but you don't put them in a position where they have to give you like, your honor, here's the evidence I've put together in a court of law to show you I will not be a screw up as an adult. They don't want to have to defend themselves.
0: Right. Now, that's- and they don't want to say something and have you be like, oh, well, you know how much that's going to cost? Oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to see your, you know, I'd like to see you try on that salary or that. You know,
1: it's like, so what college are you going to go? Oh, that's if you looked in the dorms yet, like, you know, and you're like, wait, what? I'm only saying I'm going to go to college. I haven't even applied for the application yet. They're just talking. They're just talking schmack. They don't know what they're doing right. for a living. Right. They don't but know what they're going to do for the rest of their life.
0: You know, those of you who are listening and hopefully at this point, you also have listened to some of our other podcasts. I'm going to tell you that podcast number six, which now I can't remember what we actually called it, but it was about unpacking and packing and making statements and getting on the same page. That was a break that was one of my breakthrough moments. I pretty much have a breakthrough moment every episode. But do you see what David just showed you is how to get on the same page as those kids. Use your empathy. Take a minute and remember how overwhelmed you felt at that age. How scary it was. How worried you were about your future. Use what you know. Empathize and make that empathy into a statement without shaming them about who they're dating or what their date's hair looks like or what the holy jeans or shortness of the shorts, any of those things, all of those things will immediately take you not only off the page but into outside the book sequence, outside the Netflix series, onto like a completely different channel. You're not even communicate at that point.
1: And if you become a trusted adult for family members, neighbors, maybe you're coaching some kids, being a trusted adult, teenagers are looking for the adults that know how to have those mic drop moments. Adults that can walk up, and say, listen, I was flipping out when I was my senior in high school. I was telling everybody I was going to do this, but the reality, I had no idea what I was going to do. And your biggest challenge is that you have a thousand more options than I ever had at a teenager. So whew, I wouldn't want to be you right now. That's, that's, that's a lot of pressure. You say that you walk away two months later, if they're struggling and you're in the same sphere of influence, their brain has left a very significant breadcrumb next to your name and said, that's an adult who gets it. That's an adult who I can trust. Teenagers tell me all the time, they only need one moment with an adult, that an adult just speaks directly to them, not asking them questions about what their life's like. All those things are good as the conversation goes on, but those adults that just make a very specific statement, the teenager goes, wow, they really understand me. Now in their mind, you're this person that they could come to. Teenagers really do a good job at like totally going over the top and giving someone credit when they didn't really do a lot to deserve the credit. You could actually have that luck go in your favor as an adult. I have tons of teenagers who don't know me at all, like barely know me, met me once or twice, and they're talking as if like I counseled them for years because I counseled their friend, so they felt like they knew me, and on social media, they're saying, David's the best, and this and that, he helped me out so much in my life. I'm like, huh. But I know they really feel that way. So be that person where you are the adult that put yourself in a position where it could be a life-saving support someday with that teenager, or it could just be another person in their ear that's going to be speaking realistic information to them, giving them truthful thoughts and opinions about life. Teenagers are always needing an adult as a mentor someone that can just really give them experiences and talk openly about things with them.
0: Well, I gotta tell you a funny story this morning. And this this should be the goal as an aunt or as a, what, what was the word you just said? You said a trusted adult. So I'm listening to my kids talk this morning at breakfast. And here was the topic. I did not know where this came from. But they said, who would you call top three person that you would call if you were in jail. (laughs) And all three of my kids said Aunt Lorraine, number one. Now, hopefully Lorraine's listening because this is a huge compliment. I, I mean, I would be super complimented if one of my nieces or nephews said this about me. But Lorraine is that person that loves you unconditionally. She knows how to get on the same page. She, um, she was Corey's person. And I mean, this is probably another topic altogether, but I found myself a little threatened that Corey had somebody that he trusted and didn't trust me. And, And there's a lot of layers to this story, but what I'm saying is that as a parent, it's okay to have other people that are trusted adults for your kids because there's a lot of reasons why your kids don't come straight to you. They don't want to disappoint you. Um, So then the second person they say is Uncle Clark, who happens to be the other (laughs) in-law. So the people who have married my siblings um, are the one and two. And then um, number three was Dallin, who happens to be one of our family friends. I don't think he's quite old enough to get anybody out of jail yet. (laughs) But he's, you know, 20 years old, and he has become a trusted older brother. We call him a rental brother for my siblings, for, for my kids. And so I think that if you could get yourself into that position as being that person that they would call if they were in trouble, you will not do it by shaming them or by trying to discipline them. You will do it by getting on the same page as them and letting them know that you love them no matter what they decide they're going to do as seniors and that you can think of something to have a conversation with them other than just the canned, you know, question.
1: Well, most people, and I know girls are really good at this from an early age, they, they realize that one of the opening um, ways to get into uh, a conversation, to start the basics of a relationship is to give a compliment. I really like your shoes, and where'd you get that shirt from? And you know, just it's just it's it's soft, but the intention is very clear of why you're speaking to that person. If the same approach with a teenage girl, another girl at like you know, a clothing store just looks at her and says, Hey, what's your name? Like, huh? Like, well, Sarah, like, how do we know each other? You know, like, ah, uh, automatically all the defense mechanisms start like what's going on and it starts from an awkward, like, Oh, that was awkward. That was weird. Um, it can go well, but the probability of the intention being clear and stated, and you know that someone's just talking and conversating with you, that's not clear when you ask questions, when you start with those simple statements. Um, and if you're an adult that wants to be a trusted adult and you get good at those simple statements, you start to realize it's a whole lot easier to talk to someone when you're just connecting with them, then instead of trying to ask them a bunch of questions leading to an agenda that they're unsure of where that agenda is supposed to go. And for teenagers, a lot of times if they feel uncomfortable that they start to backpedal out of the conversation and then you can be left as adults. saying, "Well, I was just trying to see what you're going to do with your college year, you didn't have to get all weird with me, right? The old school adults understand like, why are these kids having social anxiety? What's the big deal about it? You know, they're just, just talking to people. So um so that's how I address it with the parent um, or with an adult. And then on the teenager side, similar to what you had your daughter do, and, and I started to see this years, and, I mean, from the very first beginning I, I, when I started working with teenagers that were seniors in high school, I saw the massive anxiety, the pressure, the stress, all their years of their saying they're going to do stuff and then now not having any idea what they're going to really do because when you get older you're like oh man I shouldn't have talked so much trash <laughs> I didn't I had no idea what life was really about right so uh, I tell them this very simple thing there's a couple different approaches you can actually come up with just something that you're going to tell everybody which is a good approach But that's not really the conversation approach. That's like, let me memorize something and let me repeat it back to people. So I can
0: check the box. But
1: if they keep on talking, add more details, then I'm stuck. Because I just was trying to tell them something to get out of the conversation. So I prefer young people having a little bit more of an open discussion. So the response is um, it could be a couple ways. You could do a smart, smart Alex, sarcastic response with teenagers. who like this one? There's
0: gotta be a Jedi mind tricking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this one girl, she'd perfected it and she actually was the one I'm like, here, let me borrow this from you. So, uh, so someone, someone asked her, said, so, uh, senior year, what are the big plans? She's like, you know what? I'm so glad you asked. And, and the person looked at her like, what? You're glad I asked? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked because I have no idea what I'm going to be doing after my senior year. I'm hoping it goes really slow, and to be totally honest with you, I thought it was going to be totally different. I'm actually kind of scared of my senior year, but um as soon as I figure out what I'm going to do, I'll be sure to get back to you and let you know. But she said it in a way that she took control of it, and she wasn't getting herself in a position where she was saying something that she'd thought about possibly perhaps doing which a lot of teenagers do that a lot of teenagers go well i did read on a website somewhere that uh there's a criminal justice degree yeah i'm gonna be in criminal justice and then they just start telling people that's what they're gonna do for college and i'm like why'd you tell them that they're like i don't know i just didn't know what else to say i'm like that's not even a lie that's a guess (laughs) right you're like criminal justice maybe like you're not even lying about what you can do or your life you're just totally taking a shot in the dark so i always tell them you can start out with sarcasm you can say hey you know i'm glad you asked like I'm not really sure what i'm gonna do but man it's not what i thought it was because when i was younger i thought adult life was gonna be different but i'm, I'm being humbled quite a bit every adult responds that, oh yeah you know like nobody gives you a hard time they let it go they laugh about it move on but not all teenagers feel comfortable with that type of sarcasm and approach. So then it's kind of like an in-betweener where they would simply just say, you know what? um, I think my biggest problem is that I have too many options right now. I would like to sit here and tell you that I know exactly what I'm going to do with my life. Problem is, is I have a hundred things I want to do and I can only do one at a time. So I'm still trying to figure it out, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it probably too much at times. Yeah. And that's it. Like that is a, interesting the conversation just goes oh well yeah so you're a regular human being that doesn't know what your life is supposed to be like what, what was that one saying i heard a long time ago one of the biggest mistakes you can make is trying to think you have to have your life figured out in your early 20s it's like no you know even if you're having babies and you're married in your early 20s when you're in your early 30s and 40s you're looking back at that person going who are you i have no idea what that person was even doing you just evolve you change so As teenagers, do not put yourself in, paint yourself in a corner and try to make up something you're unsure about. Telling people you're going to do something so you have something to say, so you don't feel stupid, is actually a very bad decision. It's a bad decision because people can tell that you're just trying to like have something to talk about it, and you know how they can tell because the way you babble on and ramble on about it, and it makes no sense. You're just like And they're sitting there going, oh yeah, the longer you talk, the more I realize you have no idea what you're gonna do with your life. (laughs) But if you just said, that's a good question, I'm not really sure yet, oh, I think that kid's got their act together. (laughs) Oddly enough, when you don't have the answers and you admit that you're struggling with that and you need to figure it out, older people go, oh, okay, well, you're pretty wise then. Because remember, to be wise, one of the very first things that you gotta figure out is am I really smart Or am I not smart enough to realize I'm being stupid?
0: (laughs) So I probably need to go back and have conversations with Quincy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or just let her listen to this. She'll do a great job with the sarcasm. If you're sarcastic, you just got to be sarcastic for a second. But then, yeah, really, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. That's okay. People love it when you don't know. People don't like it when you pretend to know.
0: You know what I am seeing, though, in her in particular is like the lights are starting to come on, <laughs> and she's starting to be like, oh. you know, she mu- there must be some little switch, and I've heard moms talk about this, some little switch that kind of happens, and they start to realize, well, I probably should have been studying. Oh, for, yeah. for Colton, it was kind of late. Yeah. I remember at graduation, and he was looking around at all his friends who had like, the ropes and the awards and was standing up for all the things and he looked and and after we get done and he didn't get any awards and had no ropes and he his goal was basically like not to open a book through the entire high school career anyway i think he achieved it anyway um we're sitting at lunch and he looks over me and goes nobody told me high school is a competition
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so i was kind of wishing that maybe his light would have come on a little sooner but um, it kind of has to come on yeah, individually.
1: <laughs> well, and, and you reminded me of something that, again, a couple of people come up with on their own. And then I just go, hey, can I borrow that? And I just started teaching other clients. Uh, um, what'd she call it? She said somewhere in between. So there's one girl, again, sarcastic. She would say... People say, "So, what are you going to do, if, uh, you, you know, after senior high school?" She's like, "Well, it's somewhere in between going on a Mormon mission and becoming a, uh, getting an espionage for the U.S. government." And they're like, <laughs> "What?" And 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 every time she'd make up a different one, she's like, "Well, I'm somewhere in between, like the like uh the uh, the peace or those people call the uh, Peace Corps, uh, the Peace Corps, somewhere between the Peace Corps and Wall Street." And they're like, "What?" And she's like, "I'm just saying, like I'm just like."
0: It's a wide I, spectrum. It, it, it's a wide
1: – there's a broad spectrum of opportunities for me. <laughs> Everyone laughed at her. I told other kids to do it. And even if you don't say it as a joke, you could just say it more like, "Well, somewhere between going to college and uh, just living in my parents' basement. I'm not quit- – somewhere in between there. <laughs> right. So it's enough comic relief to kind of just take the pressure off the response.
0: Yeah. Well, I think – Because a lot of kids
1: do, like, hey, I'm going to go on a mission. I'm going to do this. However, I also said I was going to do a lot of things, like – that I didn't follow through with a day later. So kind of putting it into perspective, I or maybe way more literal, I may be going to college or I may stay here and help the family business, somewhere in between there.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, I, if, I know we're given lots of information, but as you kept on talking, it just, I mean, when I'm talking to people and they are trying these things, they'll come back and tell me what worked for them. And then I just keep on refining it down and I try to give the purest version of this after hundreds of people have already like tried it. and No, that didn't work. Let's try something else.
0: I love it. I think you gave so many good options. And I think that if you're a parent of a child that's around this this area, this might be a good opportunity for you to kind of pull them aside, take them on a date or something and say, you know, a lot of people. I bet you a lot of people are going to start. You know, you can so, get on the same page this, with them. Try this. Try that. Yeah. Give them. Maybe you could be the source of some of this knowledge. Um, you could be their trusted adult to kind of help them navigate. Because this is a couple years where this question pops up over and over. So it also kind of gives you... Summer an, to
1: summer, really. That summer before senior and the summer after senior year is when you hear it the heaviest.
0: Yep. And I, I think that as an adult in a lot of different teenage kids' lives, this could be a turning point for, for you to really change your approach stop pelting them with questions and find ways to get on the same page and don't be afraid to be cocky i guess that was the other message that you shared
1: <laughs> yeah when i say that cockiness that swagger it's like sometimes like with teenagers you got to walk up so like you know what i was going to make fun of your jeans but then i remembered those jeans are exactly like the jeans I wore when I was your age, so I'm going to shut up and walk away now. <laughs> <laughs> like, just saying stupid stuff that's like a statement is a lot safer than just trying to be funny and cracking a joke, you know what I mean? Like, say, you know what, man, like, you got pretty cool style. I I used to think that kids dressed weird, but I realized that I dressed weird when I was a kid. It's like, you just got better style than me, so...
0: You know, you can never go wrong with telling them they look good. Yeah,
1: you look good. It's like, man, like, I wish I could rock that. I just can't. I'll see, like, teenage boys, they'll be hanging out in line next to me, looking at them like, man, only to be young. They look at me, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I would do anything to have that haircut right now. I'd throw in a nose ring. I would do this. <laughs> they start laughing. I'm like, but my wife says I gotta not dress like that. I gotta, so, I, remember, I gotta grow up. I gotta grow up eventually someday. They always laugh about it and like, oh yeah, but you look like you skate. You still skate. I'm like, every now and then. Oh yeah, you lo- skate. they
0: do not say that <laughs> to you. Whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, they, they skate. You know what? You know why that? You know what they say you look like you skate. Because I look like I'm 16.
0: <laughs> yeah, you that's, do. That's why. You do. It's true. <laughs> They're like,
1: actually, either this guy's hard. trying really hard so long that he actually got it right, or he just never stopped dressing like a skater.
0: <laughs> One way or another. We'll, we'll take it because you give us some good knowledge and experience.
1: Dodge that bullet. Got to pass.
0: <laughs> well, thanks again for listening, you guys. And as always, we love to hear from you. We appreciate your feedback. We want to hear your wins as well as your questions and concerns. And even if you don't have a question... Um, and it's just a topic that you feel like you want more information on. We love to hear that, too. Um, because sometimes, even when the question comes in, David will say, uh, eh, that's not the question. <laughs> so we love to hear from you. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you referring us to your friends who um, need this information as well. And um, as always, you can message us through the website, Like the Fight, on Instagram or Facebook. And um, until next time, keep uh, keep it keep keeping it cool. That's the message for this week.